Hey, you're listening to the official podcast, episode 313. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jackson. Uh, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew, Charlie, Kaya, and we're joined today by a special guest, John Graham, creator of the Hit Machinima series, uh, probably around like, what, seven, eight years ago, Arby and the Chief. Is that about right? Is my time frame correct? I'm it actually really started in 2008, and the videos Holy that fuck. spawned it was in 2007. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, that's a little bit more than what I just said. That's about, uh, <laughs> what, four, 12, 14 years? My math F- is 15, yeah, I think. Yeah, 14, yeah. 15. That's, that's insane. If, it feels like yesterday to me. Oh, my God. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, time flies. So, uh, yeah, how you doing, man? Do you want to introduce yourself to the audience a little bit? Tell them what you're about. I'm good, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. My name is um, John Graham. That's my channel on YouTube. That's the name of my channel. Um, John Graham on Twitter, JCJ Graham. I did a show. Well, my first, um, I created my YouTube channel in around 2007. And the first thing that I uploaded was a video called Master Chief Sucks at Halo, where there's a little nine inch Master Chief action figure that plays the Halo 3 beta and talks with the Microsoft SAM voice, which is the archaic text to speech engine from. Windows XP and uh, in a very very explicit language very crude humor uh, it was meant to um, satirize how um, volatile the uh, console online gaming community was at the time uh, especially in Halo and then Call of Duty overtook it in that regard later on Um, but um, yeah I that was my first uh video and i thought i didn't think much of it i thought this is dumb but like i'll upload it and see what happens and uh <laughs> ended up getting a lot of views uh, like yeah did you, like did you find success right off the bat uh yeah like in terms of views yeah like it got millions of hits and i mean as a kid in his bedroom basically i mean i was like 19 20 or something i just finished high school and uh, that blew me away. Like, I was not expecting that kind of reception at all. But um, I was I was very happy. And I made a sequel to that video, Master Chief Sucks at Halo 2. And then um, that's when I got contacted by Machinima, because the sequel oh, did just as good, yeah. Uh, and that's oh. a whole thing, right? I know you guys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they were a very small company at the time looking for content creators. And they said, hey, we will pay you to keep making videos like that if uh, the videos just get uploaded to our channel instead of yours. And I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, I have had a lot of fun making those videos. And now, like, I wasn't getting paid to do them at first. Um, So now they're offering me like a it wasn't a salary at first, but it was a it was a very good offer, like based okay. on like a, a certain uh, sum per amount of views, and it so seemed like was, a good deal. What was the trick? Sure, was it a genuinely good deal in hindsight, or was there some kind of like uh, you know trick to it, some kind of thing that they didn't tell you up front? Oh no, I think it was very good. I think they didn't realize how good it was because they weren't expecting, (laughs) yeah, they weren't expecting my videos to perform as well as they did on their, their channel. And they ended up revoking the contract and giving me a new (laughs) one that, that gave me less money basically. Cause luckily for them, they had, yeah, they had machinima in a nutshell though. They used to do that all the time. They'd go back and like change their bespoke contracts around to make it much shittier for people. Right, because they covered their asses and they were smart enough to include a clause in their contracts that said either party could terminate the agreement at any time. And, what the fuck's uh, the point of a contract then? Yeah, I mean, it's silly, right? So, I don't know. I mean, the, the contract that I went on after was still, I was still earning like a decent salary. But had I maintained the original contract, I would have been getting a buttloads more money. But uh, I wasn't really... Uh, that focused on that to be honest i i was just so stoked at the time to get paid doing something i really enjoyed so i didn't think much of it i was very young and naive you know how many episodes total did you bring out and like what kind of 
cadence? Like how frequently did you upload? Uh, I made uh, the first Master Chief Sucks at Halo 1 and 2 on my original channel. Um, I think we're a few weeks apart. Like, I mean, there wasn't a sophisticated production by any means, but, so, <laughs> uh, but I got them out. And then once I started working for Machinima, they wanted videos on a weekly basis. And I found it was very easy for me to burn out. And I would like, I would keep asking for like a bit more development time and I would get the time and then I would get like burned out again. And I was just, it was embarrassing. I was just like, oh my God, like maybe I'm not working hard enough or I'm just, I don't know, this schedule isn't right for me, but they wanted content coming every week and I didn't want to cut my videos down to like these little abruptly ending like five minute segments. I wanted to write like structured stories per video and uh, it was tough sometimes. Yeah, so Machinima de like directly limited the quality of the series? Um... I guess uh, uh, maybe I don't I, I don't want to blame them entirely. I mean, maybe I, there's okay. some poor time management no, please, on my part as well. You can fully blame Honestly, them as a as a Machinima alumni as well as Charlie, <laughs> I, like, I was I wasn't a Machinima alumni. They, no, they denied me. I oh, never, I never okay, got into Machinima. Oh, so, really? so as a Machinima <laughs> alumni and a Machinima reject, please, for the love of God, <laughs> shit on them as much as you can. They were by far the worst fucking thing on the world in yeah. YouTube. No, I got, I mean, I am not happy with Machinima overall, that's for sure. I mean, to particularly towards the end, it just all went to shit in spectacular fashion. Um, but mm. uh, I, I am always mindful to give them... Because I know, like, everybody's shitting on them, and it's well-deserved. But I always give them credit for giving me a, a livable income and leaving me alone for the most part in regard to, like, creative control. Like, the show had a lot of explicit language, got spicy, but they let me do what I wanted to do, basically. They let me make the show the way I wanted to. And I'm, I'm grateful to them in that capacity for letting me build my first web series and build my to start my journey i guess on screenwriting and structuring stories and learning how to edit video competently and um do you think do you think they did that out of the good of their heart or do you think they just <laughs> realized that you were like <laughs> successful enough on your own they didn't need to touch it i think that was the case yeah because early on i was pulling in so many views they were just like they looked at me and they saw dollar signs i think and then they just thought it yeah. best to like we'll just let him do his thing and uh and the language and stuff that just wasn't a big deal back then uh but later on eventually machinima years later as they got bigger and they became affiliated with bigger companies there was an effort on their part to clean up their act and then that was an awkward phase like all of a sudden i got a list of like that naughty words that i can't say anymore and uh that, that work out for them well i ended up bleeping out a lot of the language like i would keep it in the script but then i would bleep it out in post but i would put so many swear words that the amount of bleeping would be comical <laughs> as kind of a fuck you because i was i was mad because i was saying like dude, the audience is gonna get pissed off because they're used they're accustomed to a certain amount of like like un being uncensored and all this naughty language but it's funny and people know where i'm coming from they understand the intent it's properly contextualized but they didn't care and uh that made me mad <laughs> so. so was was um was it impossible for you to make money on your own through like your own channel at that point like was youtube ad rev not no as, like there was no monetization back then there was no partner program there was no streaming youtube was very different back then I mean, not just in terms of the interface, but like, I mean, it's called YouTube. You People would think like it's always been streamer focused, but it, it wasn't back then at all. YouTube back then was people uploading videos of their pets with copyright violations because they used a fucking Beatles song in the background or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that's still a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much of the uh, credits would they let you take, by the way? Like, were you allowed to also post the videos on your own channel, or 
Did they no. completely just slap their own branding on it and put you somewhere in the show description? Yeah, the they, description? S- they said all my uploads would go to their channel now. So the entire time I was working with Machinima, I was neglecting my own channel. It had all these subs from the first videos that I made, but I wasn't uploading anything to it anymore. And um, I regret that. I mean, it's kind of uh, the contract I signed. I mean, I had to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the channel was neglected, and then they put their big, ugly-ass fucking logo in the corner that was way too big, like their watermark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yes. it's, like, baked into the old episodes. And... Added that classic, like, whooshing intro animation, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. that's iconic. That, that yeah. made videos better, seeing that swirling with the sound effect. You knew you were in for a fucking treat when you saw that, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm still upset that they removed the entirety of their catalog once their company collapsed, so you can't find the majority of the old content they used to have, because it just, it, it all got It scrubbed. just seems so spiteful. I don't know why they needed to do that. Wait, really? They nuked, they nuked their channel? Yeah, so they, if you look at Machinima now, it has literally no content anymore. It's all gone because the whole thing collapsed. But instead of just like going out sad or going out like with class where like the channel stays up, they took every single piece of content they ever posted off of it. It's not mm-hmm. like they lose any money by keeping it up. I know they don't. There, there was no reason to do that. It was really it? remarkable. I had never seen anything like that. Like a, a company just completely disappearing like that and erasing their entire catalog. And it's such a shame. Like, I know some really talented people who worked there who got really screwed over because they lost all the stuff that they recorded. Like, mm-hmm. like, what was the breaking point? What actually, because I don't remember, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but why did it go under again? Uh, there was a lot of reasons. Uh, I think one of the biggest problems was they, they just couldn't really make enough money to keep it afloat and they lost the confidence of most of their creators because it you know they had the worst contracts of all time they're extremely predatory they were they were ruthless and most people then saw that this was a bad deal and now they had other options they had like fuck maker studios and all kinds of other mcns that were offering better deals even though maker itself was also pretty trash but There were alternatives now. Machinima didn't have the stranglehold on the industry it used to, so they all went elsewhere, signed elsewhere, and they lost most of their content creators. They lost more money, and they eventually just folded. Machinima was was such a bad reputation at at a certain point that people were making, like, animations and call-out videos just calling Machinima shit, and they'd get millions of views. Yeah. 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 They They were, like hugely viral videos and all the content of it was was machinima sucks don't sign with them they're trash so in like the public zeitgeist they became like synonymous with just shit so their you know their perception was that they were just a bad company because people just kept saying they were a bad company i guess they were a bad company though yeah so i looked it up this is this actually happened much more recently than i remembered it was in 2019 that they've privated every single one of their videos and they're saying it, yeah they're saying it was largely due to at&t acquisition of otter media rooster teeth full screen and more yeah so it wasn't even that long ago i thought it was much longer ago like much Same. further back in hmm. my view it was a slow accumulation of missteps towards the full screen purchase i think warner brothers owns full screen and full screen purchased machinima if i'm understanding that right maybe i got it wrong um wait so full screen also owns rooster teeth right yes okay i don't know if they still do probably yeah i'm pretty sure they still do yeah um but yeah i think even in the beginning in the the small ownership that uh that had the machinima company like when i first started working there i don't think they even really understood what they had purchased like like the meaning of the term machinima and it's become such a weird term now it has three different meanings at this point it's like the name of the company and then the colloquial definition which is like fan generated content using video games at like a consumer level and uh the literal definition of like it being a contraction of machine cinema. So technically anything that's any kind of cinematic content that's rendered in a real time engine. 
would constitute machine cinema. And but I, I don't think they really understood that. And they kept making like the management. They would keep branching out and trying to like making deals with these bigger companies and like going into like animation and live action production and news and stuff. I mean, which I think it's not necessarily a bad thing, but they really lost focus of like what like the the machine cinema in particular that just went to the wayside. And they, it's like, why is it even called this anymore? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was silly. Towards um, towards the end, they also went through a giant rebranding that people weren't even aware of. They, like, changed all of their logos and color schemes and tried to come off as, like, a professional-style company. Oh, yeah. Do you they guys even know that? They literally inverted the palette. It was black yeah. and red before it went white and green. Yep. They ch That's changed zany. everything. Yeah, they, they tried now. to completely rebrand into something different and no one even noticed because they were so dead by that point. This looks right. like shit. <laughs> it wasn't a smart decision. Yeah, I'll still never forgive. I'll never forgive them for not taking me in. I spent so much time <laughs> trying to get good machinima suggestions or su <laughs> submissions. So petty. How like when did you give up on your dream? <laughs> uh, like almost instantly. So they used to have this system. They had a website. It was machinima.com, and it was for user-generated content. And if the content was good enough, they'd put you on the main channel and give you like a contract, I guess. So I used to submit things to that all the time. I remember I worked for like fuck weeks on like really good mongoose clips to make like a cool <laughs> mongoose sniping montage and i finally finished it i submitted it to machinima i was so fucking proud of it and i don't think it ever got viewed by a single human being that wasn't me a <laughs> hey, respect Maybe man I, I started making out machinima on halo 2 it didn't even have a theater mode you could still see the <laughs> reticule in the middle of the screen like as the camera <laughs> Uh, and it was like the dumbest stuff. Just like the soldier guy has to make it from the beach to the base on Zanzibar, her last resort, whatever <laughs> it was called. And that was that was the story, basically. That's <laughs> awesome. So, guys, I started so, in the same way. Yeah. So the Machinima channel is still up. You can you can still check out this like fucking time capsule if any of you out there are interested. Started in two thousand six, but all the videos are gone. They have one video featured on the homepage, and it's from a different, like, spinoff channel. Playlists are still there, but, like, who knows? Scrub, scrub. But what's fun is if you go to the About tab, their description has not changed at all. And one of the lines in it is, This channel features current popular content such as BFFs, Super Best Friends Play, Christopher Walking Through, along with classics like Gamer Poop, Arby and the Chief... Etc. Etc. So you're still they still list you on there in their little description as one of their like featured contents. Actually, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, what it's worth, history is so, like yeah. the last remaining thing of Machinima. <laughs> so reading about it, it looks like they didn't delete the videos; they privated them. I wonder if we could buy this channel back from AT and T and mm. like relist all of the videos Privating all at once. Them. You'd be a savior if you did that. Privating them makes sense because you have to keep in mind the people who buy out these companies are a bunch of suits who now think, yeah. okay, we now own all of this content and maybe one day they might just put it on their own streaming platform because every fucking company has to have a streaming platform now. It, it makes sense from every Plus. business angle. It makes sense from every business angle to uh, private it because not only does it give them exclusivity, it protects them from anything. Like, let's say a video down the line gets in legal trouble or something happens with a creator, they can disavow any tie to it. Be like, what do you mean? We don't have any videos by them on our channel. No yeah. way. Who? So Warner Brothers owns Machinima. AT&T. AT&T. Doesn't AT&T own uh, Warner Brothers? Oh, that I don't know. It, but uh, Warner Brothers was credited for owning full screen, but AT&T is credited for owning everything else. Okay. Yeah. So I th I think Warner Brothers is like connected in that family of things. Um. So they they own what like HBO Max. Yep. So could like all of these shows on Machinima <laughs> no. end up on a streaming service? Like could Arby and the Chief show up on HBO Max? I don't. I fucking I don't... hope not. It's all on my channel now. <laughs> I do wonder, like, it's all there. They're not doing anything with it. 
Could we just make like a fucking awful offer? Like I'll give you a thousand bucks for the channel. Do you think they'd do it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not for anything less than like a million. I assume. No, there's no way they'd hold out for a million. It literally has nothing. Like it's it's zero. There's zero there. They they're holding nothing, and it's a name that has the worst like ill will on the internet. Yeah, but they they own all the assets like surrounding that. Like I'm sure that they technically do own those like episodes of Christopher walking through. Super best friends playing are like probably Arby and the Chief, right? Surely they own the rights to the episodes that they produce. Well, they uh, you were partnered during like when they were produced, right? I, I really don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it t to me, it looks like the it doesn't even exist as a corporate entity. Like even though the the YouTube yeah, channel is still there, yeah, huh. it's it just doesn't. Completely and I I have a yeah, I have a story that relates to that, but I have a more important story about my underwear perfect <laughs> yeah because it's me undies i don't have to tell you anything about me undies you already know that they're super comfortable you already know that they come in men's and women's sizes and they come in a range from extra small to 4xl no matter what your body shape and size you will find a comfortable pair of underwear with me undies and now it's time to spend less time gifting and more time living when you live in your me undies holiday collection they've got undies bralettes pj sets all sorts of other fun things i'm not sure when they roll these collections out but they also have dog accessories which are very very cute Aww. yeah you can shop classic plaids for dads holiday fun print sweaters and more goofy stuff with me undies all four official boys wear me undies i want every excuse on this planet to tell you about my underwear and i will tell you that you can get 20 percent off of your first order free shipping and a 100 satisfaction guarantee by going to meundies.com official that's meundies.com official is everything being held in down there is everything locked in place you no longer need duct tape straps to tie in there mm -hmm. big boy because you got me undies good well, it's time for a night on the town. Why don't you go to the bar? Why don't you go to the college bar? Because all you out there are young, and I'm so fucking jealous, you fucking pieces of shit. While you're there, have a good time. Drink responsibly. But next day, you might go, oh, God, my tummy. Oh, no. Ooh, <laughs> I've, I've had a weed bit too much. I don't feel too good. Well, you probably should have drank a bottle of Z-Biotics before you went out drinking because the next day you should be feeling refreshed and ready to make the most of it. Z-Biotics is a nice little formula that makes enzymes and it'll break down the byproducts of alcohol and make you feel pretty good the next day. A lot better than if you didn't drink Z-Biotics. It's a probiotic drink that is a responsible little worker that gets in there and helps Combat those rough mornings after a night of going hard in the paint, as the kids would say. They also offer lots of things to make sure that you feel good about putting this thing in your stomach. It's been rigorously tested and is FDA compliant for safety. It's vegan. No sugar, no gluten, no calories. 100% money back guarantee if you don't happen to like it. And it's just a fun little thing that you can have around in case you want to party as hard as possible. And the party that we're throwing you is this. My, let's see, my sheet is lagging here. Oh, I had it open and now I can't find it. Uh, uh, oh, there Andrew, it is. Andrew, you can get 15% yeah. off your first order of Z-Biotics, pre-alcohol, probiotic, by clicking the link in the description box and using our code official at checkout. Just go to zbiotics.com slash official <laughs> yes. and get 15% off on your first order. Is that what you were going to say? I that think is exactly what I was going to say. If for some reason where I had my notes written down didn't decide to crash and I had to reopen it, that was so fucked up. I don't you know why that would so happen. so cute completing each other's sentences. I know, I know. But Jackson's completely right. You don't have to just listen to me. You can listen to Jackson. We all used to party hard in college we know what it's like to have an irpy morning the next day don't do that zbiotics 15 percent off with code official go to zbiotics.com official get 15 percent off of your first order so your junk's all taken care of and strapped in for safety your stomach is all satiated and made to feel good but do you look good 
uh, you're gonna go out for a night on the town and you're not gonna look stylish? Are you stupid? Insane? Made of bricks instead of flesh? Well, that's probably because you are if you're not wearing a movement accessory such as watches and other little smart doodads. Movement was going to tell everyone, tell the world even, that watches were just the beginning because they now also have lines of eyewear and jewelry that's designed to set you apart for all the right reasons. We also, as a species, spend far too much time looking at computer screens, at phone screens, at Tic Tacs, whatever you fucking call them. Well, their ever ever scroll eyewear filter is gonna get the most intense blue light rays out of your eyes so you can look good while at work, at your little desk job, or maybe while browsing your phone when you're trying to go to sleep in your bed, which you shouldn't do, because that's bad for you, because it keeps you up. So wear those glasses when you're going to bed. You'll look great while sleeping, and you'll be able to sleep. Movement has been doing things differently since day one in their business model. They have top tier materials, unbeatable prices, and they cut out the middleman. So that way, when you're looking at these nice little watches and doodads, you're gonna be getting them at a really competitive price. Be the good gifter with movement. During their seasonal sale, get a special discount just in time for the holidays. Join the movement today at MVMT.com. That's MVMT.com. Uh, machinima. I have a great Machinima story related to it just vanishing overnight and how shitty it was. Um, so when YouTube was first rolling out the partner programs and how the money works and this and that, I was part of Machinima. And it wasn't as terrible as you, John, where I had to like upload all my stuff for them. And, you know, I got fucked, but not that fucked. Um, but it was basically, we'll partner your channel, we'll give you this revenue split, yada, 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 yada. So down the line, I leave Machinima, because it fucking sucks, and no one wants to be there. And I join another network. Uh, Charlie, I think you were in there. Do you remember Union for Gamers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was another one that uh, flopped out the ass. Um... So I, I switched over to them because they had a better deal and they were like more human beings and more actually didn't fuck you over and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, over a period of time, I want to leave networks. I just want to do my channel. I don't want to be a part of them. I'm like, I don't really need one. Fuck it. And I noticed that all of my ad revenue on my channel was being paid to random channels. Just people I had never heard of. I would go to check the settings, and it would be like, confirm that this is your YouTube link. And it would be like, youtube.com slash user slash somebody. Someone I had never heard of. And then when I went to change it, it would be a new random channel. And this went on for months and months and months, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where is my money going? What is happening? Do I have to be part of a network as like a workaround to get paid? And eventually... I found out, I don't know how this happened, but I messaged one of the channels because he was still active. That popped up in that thing. And I was like, hey, are you getting the same fucking thing too? What's going on? And we figured out that we were both part of Machinima before it went defunct. And it turns out there was some like toggle or auto setting or something they just left on that was defaulting my revenue to one of their partnered accounts. <laughs> so cute. And I spent a long time going like, Machinima, hi, contact me. It's like if an emergency. Who can I talk to? Anyone. Here's an email. Here's a, here's a fucking contact. Here's a form I filled out. Company's just defunct. There's no one to talk to at all oh my God. you're just shouting into the void literally yeah just trying to get anyone to talk to me i went on twitters i went on emails i found like people who work there and personally emailed them. nothing and for months and months and months eventually what allegedly solved it is youtube themselves went in and like hard reset some settings but it was it was just amazing did you they ask for a little while there you were like the robin hood of of uh youtube <laughs> Your money was going to like all the smaller channels that got well, affected I by just, the machine. It, it was weird because YouTube pays on a monthly basis and I'd be like, okay, so payments take a couple months to process. So I'll just wait it out. And after like two months, I had zero dollars in my account that should be getting paid by YouTube. And I was like, okay, wait, something's I'd like happening. I'd to say that Robin Hood wasn't giving people his own money. 
But also, <laughs> so did you ask? Did you ask the guy for your money back? Like, that's mine, asshole. So, <laughs> no, so he, he didn't get it. And, and obviously, yeah, I guess uh, he could have lied. But he said some weird shit was going on with his channel, too. And no one knew where their money was going. I, I so even put just, out a... I even had the same out, issue. It was probably getting, like, funneled around to somewhere else. Like, yeah, it was just, like, it, this giant slide. It, it absolutely was probably going to, like, this defunct, like, big copyright or not copyright big like ownership channel owned by machinima that just no longer existed all the numbers and linking was probably going somewhere that just didn't exist so then the system didn't know what to do and was pointing to random people but i even i even put out outcries on it i was like on twitter and shit i was like hey this is happening does anyone know what the fuck is going on if you were partnered with machinima and there were like three or four other people who were like yeah the same thing's happening to me and i have no idea what's going on and i i saw like other channel names i've never heard of and it was just so fucked. And there was nothing you could do because Machinima was just gone. Just fucking disappeared. How much do you think you lost? And how long uh, did this happen for? So thankfully, this was before my channel really blew up. So in like the long term, not that much. And uh, when YouTube, to their credit, when they fixed it, they paid me back the money. Oh. They Yeah, they sent me a check uh afterwards so i did get that money back but for like a year probably longer i was missing two or three months of ad revenue which seeing as it was when i was trying to quit and go full time that was really important you know that was that was basically my income so it fucking it was an incredibly stressful time that's wow. a unique kind of crap that I didn't have to deal with, thankfully. Yeah. I'm, I'm very apprehensive to MCNs of any kind. I'm, I, f I feel very fortunate that um, my channel just belongs to me, no one else. Machinima never tried to, like, buy my channel or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that sucks, dude. I'm yeah, I just that. wanted to throw <laughs> I wanted to throw wood on your uh, Machinima fire because... <laughs> It just, it, it, they, man, they really fucked everything up by just disappearing like that instead of doing anything. Uh, I mean, there were some talented people but there, but the way it was run was just embarrassing. Mm -hmm. um, was was so. that, was there like personality drama behind the scenes or managerial um, uh, harassment cases or am I thinking of somewhere else? <laughs> I mean, there, there very well could have been, but I wasn't privy to a lot of it because I worked uh, remotely. Like, I'm based in Canada. I'm in um, British Columbia, oh, yeah. and they're in um, Los Angeles. Uh, but I did go down there a couple times very briefly to do some coverage of um, E3. Uh, and I think one time before E3 to just look at the offices. That was when I first, like, was employed and they wanted me to come down and just meet the team and look at the place. And it was like a little half of, not even a half, like a little section of a floor of a rented office building. And it was like two offices, the boss's office, and then like the team, like the creative team, it was just like three guys at computers. And that was it. That was that was the company. And I, so Char Charlie was laughing there at that question I heard, but um, I, I have actually heard stories from people that did work there, that there was like a massive dude bro culture at the offices and uh, like not a lot of work got done at the offices. Well, because it sounds of like it if they had like culture. four employees, including the boss, that's like a college dorm. I didn't witness that. doing keggers. Yeah, I didn't see that stuff, but it, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it was like that. That's what that's what I had heard. Uh, so I was curious if there were any stories about that. Yeah, so uh, someone someone in our chat said, "Was the boss farting in people's faces too?" Like at uh, <laughs> Riot Games. That's kind of what I was thinking and hoping for. I did not notice any farts. Like no, oh, that but that could have happened too, just as easily. Yeah, maybe they kept that in check, knowing that you were coming around for a <laughs> Hold in your farts, everybody. John's gone. <laughs> <laughs> they clean up all the beer bottles. Wipe the floors real quick. <laughs> Shine a black light on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, I can tell Charlie, you... Did you have any questions? Uh, about... I, I, can t I can give you a story of my own, how it all went to shit, if you want. Yeah, sure. Please. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they were happy with me for a while because I was pulling in views, and they would um, 
leave me alone for the most part. But then around like uh, when I was doing season f- five uh, of the show, like I did a bit of a format change where the show became a bit more dramatic. Some people might say in a cringy way, but I didn't see it that way. I was just uh, I was just trying to go deeper with the characters and the premise and try to make it more interesting. Um, some people saw it as the show getting worse, but uh, it really wasn't me trying to like be lazy or put less work into it. I was putting more work into it than I was before. Um, but maybe it just wasn't jiving with like the the initial large audience. And the viewership was dwindling, and they weren't happy with that. But to their credit, they were still letting me do what I wanted to do with it creatively, because I felt it was the right way to go. Um, I should rewind a little bit, because after after I did season three, I got burned out, and uh, I needed to take a break, and I didn't have any more ideas for new episodes. And I'm just like, I, I'm done with this show. Like, I got to just back away from it, at least for a little while. But Machinima wanted to keep the train going, uh, like, immediately. Like, they didn't want to miss skip a beat or skip a week of, like, no Arby uploads. It's like, we want Arby and the Chief. So they decided to continue the series in-house without me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, so they had one Oof. of their producers start writing the scripts. Oh, the old Hollywood syndrome. Yeah, right. And they had someone in-house, like, they got the action figures and they got, like, their own cam op and they shot it all in L.A. And it was just totally different, not only in terms of writing, but just the way it was shot and, like, um, the puppeteering was off and um, the font was wrong. Did they try to pass it off (laughs) as your work or did they at least make sure to? I gave them the green light and I shouldn't have. But I was just, Uh... I just really wanted a break from the show at that point. I was just like, fine, whatever. Just do what you want to do, I guess. And Was there they... a part of you that was curious as to like what they were going to do with it? Um, Sure. Yeah. I was a bit worried, but I was just like, what? They're a Hollywood company. Maybe they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a mistake. And uh, that became quick, very quickly apparent in the first couple episodes. I'm just like, oh, shit, this is a mistake. And people weren't liking it. You get to see it. the script beforehand? Uh, no, not initially. Um, but, but then I don't think I even asked initially, to be honest, but then I saw the first couple episodes. I was like, this sucks. And the audience thought (laughs) as much as well. And they were, it was getting like dislike bombed and they came to me and it's like, well, can you at least go over the scripts and approve them? (laughs) Can you fix the series that we took from you and broke? Yeah. And so I would get the scripts they would write. And I mean, the producer that wrote the scripts, he was a nice dude, uh, but he just didn't know. He didn't understand the show. I don't know if he had any screenwriting experience. I'm guessing not. But I got the script and I was just like, there were so many problems with it. It's just like, where do you even start? Like, I, I don't even know how to even begin giving feedback on this. And uh, eventually I just was like, yeah, okay, whatever, just do that. And then more episodes came out, and I'm like, oh my god, I got this sinking feeling in my stomach. Like, I'm just, I'm watching this show I worked hard on. They're just kind of <laughs> ruining it, and it's kind of my fault as well, because I said okay. And uh, after they did their little in-house season, I said, okay, let me do it again. I feel re-energized <laughs> at this point. I'll, I'll pick it up for season four. I'll take the reins. I'll write all the scripts. I'll do everything again. I was actually quite happy to do it at that point. I just needed a break. That was all. And Maybe then that I was start- a trick. Yeah. They just played Maybe. into your ego. We're going to ruin his baby, his love child, <laughs> and force him to come back to fix it. Yeah. I don't know what was going through, whether they thought it was good or not. Uh, I don't know. But I, I got the reins back for season four, and uh, season four was pretty well received, thankfully. And I was able to like win my audience back saying, hey, it's it's me, guys. I'm doing it again. Hope you like it. And people did. And then when I did season five, there was a format change where I, I started um, incorporating a bit more drama into the show and making it more serialized. Like uh, I started having these season wide arcs that would build up to a big finale. And um, 
because that creative that approach to episodic storytelling really excited me creatively and i'm like if i want to keep if i'm going to keep doing the show i want to do it this way and um I, and so i did uh season five six and seven but the viewership was dwindling because i think a lot of the base audience was missing just the classic self-contained joke-filled format and um I mean, fair enough. I mean, I, I polarized the audience, but I, I went the creative direction I wanted to go, so I'm at least happy with that. Um, but then by the time season seven came along, I think we kind of agreed that this was going to be the last one. And um, the, yeah, the views weren't doing too great. It was still getting a bit of an audience, but not nearly what it was getting in the beginning. Like, it wasn't millions. It was like uh, hundreds of thousands, if that. Like tens of thousands, probably is more what, accurate. Sorry, what year, what year was season seven roughly? Oh, that would have been twenty in the twenty tens, early twenty tens. Okay. Um, so Halo was still popular at that time, right? That was like Halo Reach. So yeah, it was still before three four three ran it into the ground. Yeah, that was still definitely big game <laughs> hours. Yeah. So, uh, I, but they let me do season seven the way I wanted to make it. It was split into like two halves in terms of production i took a break halfway through and um but at the end of season seven their way of letting me go was simply just not responding to my emails anymore and just cutting me <laughs> off there was no official notice yeah. of like being it's software method <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know it's easy for them because i was remote right it's just like oh whatever eventually he'll stop contacting just us yeah. yeah, I was, it was just shockingly unprofessional considering the amount of time I had spent with them. Like, if, if seven they, years, yeah. All, uh, wouldn't, if they had just emailed me be... and said, we're done with you, it's like, okay, fine. Uh, I get it. Wouldn't like, they I'm also not have pulling to officially view. notify you that the contract was now terminated? Yeah, they, they didn't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just, they literally just dropped me. And <laughs> maybe, they, maybe you technically are still, like, contracted yeah. to them. You're now the owner of Machine Learning. <laughs> the last one left. That would the be last hilarious. person to foot, like officially leave the country company now owns it entirely. Mm -hmm. yeah. What if you're the only Congrats. paper trail left? You should get a court order to open the case for investigation or discovery to see if maybe you're the only one whose contract still dodged the shredder at their offices before they ran off to the Bahamas with everyone's money, apparently. Yeah, now that, now that it's with AT&T, you might be able to get something out of that. You could start going after them legally. Yeah, the the whole, from a legal aspect, this whole, my show has been like a big gray blob to try and understand. Because like, they're Microsoft trademarks, they're based on Halo games, True. I'm using the Halo engine, I'm using Microsoft technology in terms of the text-to-speech engine, but then do, does you know the the show that started the series started on my channel i wasn't a mission of employee then but, then but then once i started the contract with them they owned not master chief sucks at halo not my channel but the rb and the chief series uh and then it's like who owns what exactly does bungie or microsoft see a portion of whatever it is machinima is pulling in it was all very confusing and at the end um like i kept Towards the end of uh, my last season, they kept passing me around to different producers. Like I would, I would have like a singular contact who I would send emails to, and they, and then that person would contact whoever they needed to, whether it was for casting or like payment queries or whatever. Um, but eventually, just I would get passed around more and more frequently, and then they wouldn't get back to me, and then I was just left in the dark for literally months, and then. I saw that the whole catalog went down and I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? Like, is all my stuff gone now? Cause my, like my show wasn't uploaded anywhere else. Like I didn't even give a fuck about ad revenue. I was just like, nobody can see my show now that I spent like almost a decade on at that point. Yeah. That, what the fuck? that fucking ripped my heart that? out. No, I heard nothing around the whole, the catalog coming down, the website shutting down. Nobody was informing me, informing me of anything. I DM'd. That's nuts. You could have lost it forever. Like, what if you didn't have backups or anything? That's well, what happened to everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. The... I didn't have backups because I was a fucking idiot, and I didn't really, I didn't save up to, I didn't invest in hard drives to to make a backup of everything. But it was my fans 
that saved me. I'm very, I'm very lucky to have a dedicated Aww. audience that follows me, and they backed up all my stuff on their ends. And we, uh, with their help, I was able to compile a whole archive and recover everything, and then I put it on my channel. And, but, and so the thing with that is, like, I wanted to do it right, right? So, like, I wasn't sure, like, d does Machinima exist anymore? Do they still own the show? Can I just... It's the show is not available to watch on their channel. So does that mean I can upload it to my channel and just show people? Because all I wanted to, I just wanted the show to be seen. If I couldn't monetize the show on my channel, that was fine. I, re I really didn't care that much about that. Um, but I just, I wanted to contact Machinima directly and get their permission and ask them, like, can I just upload it to mine? Uh, but they weren't getting back to me. Like I was emailing them for months. And so finally, I started talking to uh, a lawyer who specialized with in intellectual property law, um, and he had he specialized in like law surrounding video games in particular. And he gave me a, a bit of a consultation over email, and then I told Machinima that I was in contact f with a lawyer, and then they finally responded. That got their attention, right? Because I was threatening legal yeah. action. Uh, the classic That's... Pornhub response. <laughs> <laughs> and so and they were all like enthusiastic like let's do this let's get this sorted out i was like oh you're enthusiastic <laughs> now you motherfuckers right and and so uh i found out that the reason nobody was getting back to me was because at that point they had cycled through their entire staff and they were all new and nobody knew who i was except for one guy who was there since the beginning who i guess had been promoted all the way to the legal department who knew what I was, who knew who I was, and agreed to take a call with me. And this was like months after the, the content got privatized and all that. And I was like, thank fuck, finally. And so I got on a call with a couple guys from the legal department. One of them knew who I was. And that, I guess that was the only reason that, that they agreed to call me was luckily there was one guy left who was familiar with me. Yeah, one holdout. Yeah, exactly. And... They were just like, yeah, upload it to your channel. And I was like, I got what I wanted, but I was pissed off because I was like, I've been trying to contact you for months just to get this answer. And you're telling me it's this simple now? Like, why didn't you tell me this months ago? Like, why wouldn't, I mean, why, why not, did you fuck not only me over, but like just everyone that worked for you? I mean, does anybody give a fuck about any of the content that was contributed to your channel? Like yeah, they could have at least made a public statement. Like we relinquish yeah. the rights to all of the videos back to the original creators. Have fun. They they could have done absolutely anything, but they just up and fucking left. It was yeah, as that's if, it. Yes, it was as if there was a fucking fire in the building and everyone just ran out and never went back <laughs> in again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I once I established that it was okay that I could upload everything to my channel, and they did tell me like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, I was like, okay, uh, can I get rid of the watermark? Can I like blur it out? Like I, it was baked into the original videos, but I'm just like, can I just blur it out at least? And they were like, uh, well, if, if you want, yeah, you can, you can erase it if you want. I'm like, if you don't care, it's going. Okay. I'm not keeping that fucking <laughs> ugly thing in the corner if I don't have to. And so <laughs> I, like, I put you can, it, but it's a pretty nice logo. Yeah. You might want to keep it up there. And, and Knowing their state right now, you probably own that logo now. <laughs> who knows how it works right now? I mean, I don't know who owns that channel, who can access... Somebody can log into that channel right now if it's still there. I don't know who it you is. You should re-edit your old, your old uh, episodes and put the, uh, the new green logo over the top of it. <laughs> Make sure it's up to date. Yeah. Over to... Well, so... I re-uploaded my old stuff, and instead of the logo, it's just like an ugly radial Gaussian blur mask over top it. <laughs> and, uh, Have they produced any content after the rebrand? Because I can't think of a single video that has like a new splash nope. screen for Machinima. So what happened? Did. Nope. What happened? Day. I, I already had it up. What happened days after they got acquired? And this was in. I think it was 100 million or 86 million. I just closed it and I forgot. But they got acquired in the 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 2019, early 2019, I think, for a hundred-ish million. And days after, they privated everything and never went back. 
Literally, what the fuck? literally days after they just went dark. They got acquired and then just deleted. Yeah. Do you think someone what? bought them just to shut them down then? That makes no sense. Well, I don't see, and especially not to the tune of like 86 million from Warner Bros. Because it was Warner Media that made the purchase overall, it seems. That's so, that's so weird. Why would they buy it just to shutter it? That's strange. I assume there was some money-making tactic behind the decision-making. It certainly wasn't for the art of it or yeah, for machinima I, or anything, like the art of machinima, if you want to call it that. I could totally, I could totally see them doing that. Warner Brothers wants to get in on the YouTube game, so they see what they believe is a competitor and they buy it and shut it down. That happens all the time. There's tons of companies where they buy smaller competitors and then just close them. It's business strategy. Wait, can you do that? Is that actually a thing? Buying yeah. places just to shut them? I thought there was like a law against that. I'm not sure on the legality, but I mean, it's very it's similar to when you buy. Yeah, it's a buyout. Imagine, imagine no, I know, if you- I, I, know buying, I know you can buy other companies, obviously, but I thought that was mostly to like actually continue operation of them or merge them. Like you can do layoffs and stuff, but I- but how much? How much is the uh, difference between buying them and merging them into your company and buying them and closing them? Also, they still to cease about, to exist. Just to just to set this straight, I got the timeline wrong. It was purchased for eighty five point four billion to oh. War to Warner Bros. But it went dark when it was reacquired by full screen days after mm. it was uh, put back under full screen. Is when they went dark. That's then there's definitely something legal in the background we don't know about yeah, because why would they go back to full screen and then shut down? It would make more sense if they went to Warner Brothers, shut down, and then full screen got them and reopened them or something. But, well, could it be could it be that like full screen decided to just focus on Rooster Teeth entirely? Because yeah, they're kind of like <laughs> overlapping audience. Yeah, what a good choice so, that was. That'd be so poetic. Just bad decision after bad decision. Uh, that's probably the Rooster, case. At the time, at, at the time, Rooster Teeth was stronger than Machinima, though. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. yeah, not anymore. I think that's a good hypothesis. I mean, like, because it's it's easy to identify what Rooster Teeth is, like their their thing, the content they produce. It's just very easily identifiable. I think with Machinima, they didn't really know what they bought. Just like the original owners in the beginning, I don't think they really knew what they had. They didn't know what Machinima was. They didn't understand. The name of their company what it actually meant and when it was bought by full screen same thing like what what even is this we don't know and they certainly weren't putting out much if any machine right. cinema content it was all like animation and like other like news and let's and, plays and shit yeah stuff like that and just yeah and dsp never unboxing final fantasy <laughs> over his fire alarm I mean, if you want to make a gaming channel, fine. But I mean, you're calling it Machinima, but you're—it's just a, it, about gaming in a very general sense. Like you're calling it a very specific thing when it's not. I don't know. It's, the whole thing was a shit show, man. My money yeah. is on backdoor buyout and business move closed it. That's the only thing I can think would make sense. There's some money or some contract that happened. And they just thought it was better to close it than to try to so do anything with it. Um, I think my hypothesis is correct. Which so is who's what? the? Sorry, go ahead, Jackson. Oh, just just because full screen at the end owned both Machinima and Rooster Teeth, I think they made the business decision to shut down Machinima and just entirely focus but on. But why? Teeth. Why private all the videos? Yeah, then? Make Wouldn't any they sense? just sit there and generate free ad revenue? Well, yeah, that that part I don't get. No. All right then, yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> well, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense in your your hypothesis either. Yeah, like, it there's does. no situation where sh shutting, like, just removing all the videos makes any sense. Well, yeah, it does. Warner Brothers buys Machinima, goes, "Hey, this is competition for us because we make movies and TV shows, and we don't want this internet thing doing its thing." So here's the deal: full screen, you're gonna get the rights back to it, but you have to shut it down. So that way, legally, you still own it, but you can't operate it anymore. And here's like a buyout, so that lets you do it. Maybe. Yeah, I I, I think the only reasonable case where this makes sense. Other than someone fucked up or some like happened that we don't know about is they got bought out and one of the terms was they have to just get rid of all their stuff so they're no longer competition.
Well, well, okay, but what if like that works in my situation or my hypothesis too? Like they they so full screen now owns Machinima and Rooster Teeth, and they're like, oh shit, these Machinima videos might draw attention away from Rooster Teeth and Bernie Burns' antics with his Tesla. Let's uh, let's shut down all the Machinima videos, divert attention to Bernie Burns and his Rooster Teeth squad, and and ramp up their views. What about that? But I think the action of getting rid of literally thousands of hours of content is going to draw more attention on anything <laughs> than just letting it sit and not uploading anymore. Mm, yeah. yeah. The, you, you'd think I, they would be more aware of the audience reaction because they had a lot of subscribers. They didn't think that the audience yeah. would be like, what the fuck? Where did everything go? <laughs> I mean, the fucking Machinima channel has like 12 million subscribers today, and yeah. it still has no videos and has not had any new videos for two years. It's so, crazy. yeah. I forgot the password. <laughs> 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 the guy who had the password has just been unreachable. <laughs> God, whoever gets access to that channel has a literal gold mine. If I got into that, I would auction off individual videos for money. Be like, oh, you remember Harvey and the Chief episode one? I'll that's, take 50 bucks. That's evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but He's profitable. like a jewel thief. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you guys are right. I mean, essentially, like somebody profited enormously or some organization. Mm -hmm. Like it was just a... How do you profit off deleting all the videos? Though? I don't get that. If they're competition. Yeah. Competition for what? No, th these videos aren't competition for like HBO's uh, premier TV yes, shows. Yes, they are. No, they're it's, not. It's, they are. There's been studies on how it's all time viewership wars now. Fortnite, Fortnite's biggest competitor is Netflix because they take your time. Well, you Netflix is such an studies? encompassing... Netflix is definitely like in the same... like kind of target audience though and like youtube is in the same target audience as hbo it's all watching stuff they're the whole newest generation doesn't even watch tv or movies anymore they watch nothing but youtube it's all comp uh, it's all competition okay that yeah that is a good point yeah maybe you are right i that's the only conclusion i'm coming to here that's such an expensive <laughs> purchase though just to uh, like remove everything and then, mm -hmm. like, try to divert their attention to their HBO series. When they don't, they don't have any guarantee that that's where people are going to go spend their time. Because there's a million other YouTube platforms that they would divert their attention to to watch stuff, I imagine. That's a, that is a pretty big gamble. Well, they got the money to do it. So who's um, the Machinima of today? Is there a modern-day version of it? Uh, I mean, people... People like me still contribute to the art form, if you want to call it an art form, but um, I don't think there's any oh, no, one channel that... As in a company that's fucking over creators right now, like YouTubers. Yeah, no, there's YouTube. not... YouTube. I don't think there's anything like it anymore, no. <laughs> YouTube, yeah. The yeah, it's just YouTube. Well, no, there is, a, there is a real answer to it. It's not like fucking over creators in particular, I suppose. It's more fucking over its in-house creators. It's Rooster Teeth. Like, yeah. <laughs> Rooster Teeth has completely yeah. had... It's been unbelievable the amount of controversy they've found themselves in. It's been a ridiculous decline. Way more than Machinima, actually. Yeah. It's been a crazy decline for Rooster Teeth as a whole. Like, Rooster Teeth is the answer to that question. They kind of are like the uh, Machinima of today, I guess. Yeah, I um I was inspired by those guys. I liked their stuff, and I worked with them very briefly, and I really enjoyed my time there. So it's a real shame to read the things that are coming out about that company, about like the work, the crunch, and people being mistreated God or whatever. Damn. Yeah. yeah. To, to be fair, two thousand eight Rooster Teeth is a far cry from what Rooster Teeth is now, post full screen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, post corporate buyout, Rooster Teeth. Is just shell of its former self. If you want to hear on the uh, really drawn out decline here, Rooster Teeth has not had a positive month for subscriptions in the last over two years, except so in June 2021, they gained 10,000 subscribers roughly. But every other month since January 2020, they have lost tens of thousands of subscribers. Oh they are plummeting to the ground. Uh, you can see you can see the downfall just by what, either watching their content or looking at their, like, their view counts and stuff. It's just plummeting. Yep. It's bad. Yep. Um, and it's no surprise, really. Like, 
they haven't adjusted to the times. And I don't think there is a format in which like a place like Rooster Teeth works anymore since everyone is so uh, able to make it on their own, I guess. You don't really need these giant conglomerates. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. There's no need for the middleman anymore. It's a, I mean, it's a great era for content creators now. Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of their big talent has already successfully jumped ship. Ray's already a successful solo streamer. Gavin has the Slow Mo Guys, which is a huge channel now. A mm -hmm. lot of their biggest talent is just doing their own thing, and it's working very well. So why even watch Rooster Teeth? You said you said you did uh, work for them. I, I th would have thought that they would have made an offer on on Arby and the Chief originally because like. When you, when I thought of Rooster Teeth, obviously Red vs Blue, and they were big in mach, in like the machinima kind of art form back in the day, so it would have made it for a logical relationship. Yeah, in well, my mind. Well, to be clear, I didn't. Uh, I, what they didn't employ me. Uh, I just I went over as a peer, like uh, mm -hmm. to Texas for like a few days to shoot a couple sketches with them because people are aware of my stuff, people are aware of their stuff, and a mutual contact of ours who is in Vancouver had suggested that we work together on something and then i talked to bernie and then we agreed like i would fly over and we'd just write some stuff and shoot a couple things and it was a lot of fun and uh but i i didn't do any contract work with them or editing work or anything like that it was just uh, i just helped them write and shoot some sketches and then after that um god i'm drawing a blank there was another part to your question i forget it now I'm sorry. Uh, what was it? I was just—I was just gonna say. Was there any kind of like, um, kind of like idea that they wanted you to like join them, perhaps? Oh yeah, uh, right. That's one thing. But I remember now it was about like a possible ownership of like my content by them. Um, mm. No, I don't. They never expressed interest in owning my show. But there was a period of time where I thought they might have my content. Like this was while everything on the machinima channel was privatized and then i heard that uh -huh. rooster teeth had taken the machinima library and it was people were there's some buzz about like oh is rooster teeth going to make all the machinima content available on their channel if they have the whole library but i don't even know if that was true um like uh, just all this like battlefield friends and sonic for hire and all that shit like and my show like they might have had some or all of that and there was some question as to like, are they going to make Arby and the Chief available on Rooster Teeth? But I wanted to make it available on my channel. So I emailed them. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, do you guys have the Machinima library? Because I'm trying to message Machinima and they're not getting back to me. And I don't know what the hell is going on. And they emailed me back saying, uh, we'll look, we'll look into it. And then I didn't hear back again. <laughs> but, but <laughs> seems, to be a, I, <laughs> seems to be a common thread. But eventually it didn't matter because... After that, at some point, I that was when I finally got a phone yeah. call with Machinima and then got all the stuff on my channel anyway. So I wouldn't have wanted so, yeah, Rooster Teeth to own my stuff anyway. I'd rather it was on my own channel. Yeah, definitely, especially now. Um, so what, what you just said, though, uh, kind of makes sense. Like if, if Rooster Teeth now has full access to the Machinima library, that makes sense why they'd private it on the Machinima side of things on the, on that channel if their plan was at the time to like upload everything onto one singular hub on rooster teeth could be maybe that's what they were going for it's a mystery wrapped in a riddle wrapped in an enigma yeah. nobody will ever know the complete truth i want to know <laughs> Damn it. I, it probably, like none of them probably know as well like no one knows yeah genuinely uh yeah who knows all right uh, Andrew, Charlie, Kai, did you have any more questions or anything? Uh, no, How you doing? Nothing on my end. I'm going good. Good. Okay, nice. Uh, we can wrap there if you guys are good with that. Sure. Cool. All right. Um, John, thank you for joining us. Did you want to shout out your content and where people can find you to continue the Arby and the Chief journey? Sure. So I'm still making the show, Arby and the Chief. I mean, I just finished my eighth season of it. Uh, but I'm still going to make like one-off little videos if I get an idea. If you want a good entry point, if you're not familiar with my stuff and you want a good entry point, I would say look up Master Chief Sucks at Halo Infinite, which I made relatively recently. Um, Wait, I do have a question uh, yeah, yeah, that sure. I just thought of. 
did you put the machinima produced season on your channel as well or are you <laughs> are you oh, just ignoring yeah. it yeah it's all on my channel oh okay that's very Which generous season of is you. that for future reference season well season yeah, one three season okay. one through seven were all produced under machinima and then season I, season eight i produced on my own no, I, th I think yeah, Kaya means the one that they made themselves without oh, your involvement. Right, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so that was called Arby and the Chief in LA, and it was produced between season three and season four. So it's not a numbered I season. I remember that. It's just called Il yeah, in I LA. Yeah, remember that. It's a standalone season, yeah. So it might be... Is that be, on your channel? It may be on YouTube somewhere uploaded by some fan or something. Like, I don't think it's... <laughs> okay. Yeah. But not yeah, you. It's, I'm it's sure it's been on uploaded by other channels. Yeah, I just found it. You should you should put it on your channel with, like, a little uh, director's commentary from you. Just making fun <laughs> of it the entire time. Uh, that is yeah, a good idea. Uh, but other than yeah. that, uh, my channel on YouTube is John Graham. And uh, I'm JCJ Graham, all lowercase, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, subscribe, whatever. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, everyone go check him out. It's it's uh, Arby and the Chief is a great series, very fun, and it's internet history too. It is. So go check it out. Yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that, and thank you so much for having me on. I'm really happy to be here. This is cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Of course. Awesome to chat and go down memory lane. Mm -hmm. Lots of um, nostalgia this episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for watching this episode of the official podcast. It's been a pleasure putting this on for you guys. Patreon.com slash the official podcast for bonus episodes, bonus shows, and yeah, a lot of bonus stuff over there. So you can go check that out uh, whenever you feel like it. Uh, please rate us on iTunes, Spotify, um, if you enjoyed the show. Don't rate it if you didn't. I swear to God, no, no zero stars. Let's let's keep it up to uh, <laughs> our standards. The five star rating only. Five stars, um, people. Yeah, we've actually got a really good rating on Spotify. I just noticed we're at like a four point nine. I did so notice that. Really yeah, that's great. That. Why not a yeah. five? You guys are well, killing I, it. Yeah, I think it's because I haven't been making this uh, call to action at the end of each episode. Say, True. Like only only do five star ratings, so people are getting a bit funny with that. So now we should be five star only, which is good. Now that if I've said it. If you don't rate five, I don't want you listening to the show. I'll just say it. Five only. We're a five star podcast. God yeah. damn it. Um, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Same time. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Bye.